So what's good? Um, I don't. I have an interview tomorrow morning. Oh, swag. Who with? Um, the same gas station I worked. Well, not the same, but the same brand of chain oh, nice. gas station. So I literally put in my application at like midnight on Thursday, or even later than that, maybe. And then I got a call at like noon on Friday, and I'm like, I've never heard back from a company that quickly but it had to be because not because I was like <laughs> I don't know especially I mean I guess I'm especially qualified because I worked there before but they're like oh we don't have to train this person let's hire them yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I start my new job tomorrow and then I keep working at my old job tomorrow so for Monday Tuesday Thursday and Friday this week I work from I work at one job from 8 to 4, and then I work at the other job from whenever I get there after 4, because I go straight from my 4 o'clock job to my other job until 9 p.m. I wish you the best of luck. And that's not just a one-time thing. That's mm-hmm. going to be happening until I quit the other job, because it's probably gonna, that's going to happen eventually, because I can't keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to die, but it's okay. Capitalism's evil, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm glad to be adding another body to the funeral pyre of the horrible, horrible exploitation of the working class. <laughs> Eat the rich. Eventually the pyre will be too great for the for those fat cats to ignore any longer. Yeah. Um, It'll, once, it's, once the flames start licking at the coattails they've been riding. <laughs> the, yeah, this is, this is now a Marxist <laughs> podcast. We are the. Pro- oh, it's has it not been that since the beginning? <laughs> but now it's but now it's an explicitly Marxist podcast. <laughs> I feel like on the fourth episode we just said like communism will will rise or something. Probably, but I mean, like this is our focus. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're gay. <laughs> we love horror, and we're we're big old commies. Big old we commies. We are abs- We are pinkos to the. Through and through. In this economy, who can afford not to be a communist, you know? <laughs> we are both card-carrying members of the Communist Party. Do you hear that, feds? <laughs> oh, fuck. Hold on. My recording. Nope. My record- I thought my recording fucked, but it didn't. Woo! <laughs> God, Audacity is a piece of shit. I know. Um, <laughs> Come fucking get us, feds. <laughs> and Audacity. So- <laughs> yeah, so I did some something fun last night. Oh yeah, I'm excited to hear I, you talk about this. I uh, I went to the Rochester Erotic Arts Festival, which is apparently an annual thing that happens in Rochester. Uh, that is like a big whole weekend long thing where there are like a bunch of seminars. It's like a convention for fucking basically. Sure, sure. But um, they were playing like the worst, like least sexy music possible. Like they were playing... We were playing, like, Enter Sandman, they were playing uh, Uptown Funk, they were playing, what else did they play? TNT by ACDC? Blair, you are, Blair, you are coming through like shit. Oh, why? (laughs) Why? Hold on, let me... I don't know, but my computer keeps, like, refreshing its taskbar, like, okay, now I'm, okay, now I'm ready, okay, now I'm ready, okay, now I'm ready, okay, now I'm ready. Yeah. So that's good. But anyways, so that happened, and I'm not going to go into explicit detail about all the things that I did, because, you know, lady doesn't kiss and tell, but then I did end with my girlfriend and I uh, lube wrestling in a uh, kiddie pool. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really good pictures of yeah. it, including... You sent me Including one of her, like... <laughs> yep. Including one of her, like, slamming me into the shadow realm. Yeah, yeah. It looked like she was, like, like flipping you via your leg. It was a pretty good yeah. picture. Yeah. No, it was very good. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, that was really, really interesting. There was a, a guy walking around with uh, wearing nothing but... He had a backpack, a beer in his hand, and a diaper on. <laughs> and my girlfriend remarked, if he was a real adult baby, he wouldn't have that beer. Right. <laughs> or else he would have it in like an age-appropriate bottle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of adult babies there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, what's a fucking party without some adult babies? You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah, that's 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 going on my tombstone. <laughs> That's my favorite Marx quote, actually, from the manifesto. <laughs> Welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. Yeah. It's your number one, a kind of really tropey but very good iteration of tropes podcast. Maybe very good would be a little generous to this. <laughs> I said I said pretty good, <laughs> passable, passable. Better better than expected. If you came up to me and told me this was a movie that was just like full of traditional horror tropes, I'd be like, that sounds bad. And you'd be like, it's not as bad as you think. But now that I've said that, it's not as good as you now think it is. Yeah, exactly. It is. I mean, we'll get into specific ratings, but I it give, is a movie. I give this movie a solid B minus. I give this movie a solid movie. A solid movie. Yeah, that's, that is an inc- incredibly fair... Um, yeah, because it's basically a wash by the end, but we'll get into that. Yeah, oh god, the end fucks this movie so bad. <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse is... Well, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Any uh, Any big uh, horror or queer stuff happening in the news lately? Uh, n- not on my radar. No, I uh, I got nothing. Let me just go ahead and uh, check my recent tweets, see if there's anything <laughs> particularly. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I've just been screaming about gender, but when don't I do that? You know. I mean, never. Yeah. You are always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing interesting happening. Why did cool. I even bother? Yeah, I mean. Um. Huh. Hmm. 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 This is a noise-based podcast. We are post-verbal now. We are very post-verbal. <laughs> oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta mute my phone. I got two phones now because my new job gave me a second phone. They also are going to give me a computer tomorrow, apparently. Huh. So, I mean, it's nice. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm going I'm to be slaving away at the capitalist machine, but I'm going to be doing it in style. Yeah. And with two phones and Yeah, two, two phones. <laughs> Two phones, three computers, actually, because I still have my fucking laptop. Uh-huh. Oh, I, yeah. I guess I'll have to call you two phones, three computers now. <laughs> I'm, a f- I'm a full house. <laughs> That's- Ace is high. <laughs> That's your podcast name, is two phones, three computers. Two phones, three computers, full house, Ace is high. <laughs> yeah. Or for short, T-P-T-C-F-H-A-H. <laughs> Some, somehow that doesn't seem short. That seems long, somehow. <laughs> uh, you can just, like, kind of, just, like, tip, 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 That seems like a reasonable thing a person would do. Yeah, so you just have to call me that for the rest of the show, and I'll disconnect immediately if you don't. <laughs> tip, tip, fa. Um, there's no way I'm going to remember that. <laughs> Tip, tip, fa? Yeah. 
Can I just, just say it a few you, times? It's, it's can already I just off call the you, Can I just call you two phones? No. <laughs> okay. This is an insult. Okay. Tip, tip, fa, or I walk. <laughs> okay. I'll just try not to refer to you. That you know what? I don't blame you. That's a fine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anything else? No. Let's get. Uh, dick deep in this movie. God, I, I'm sorry. This is so weird, but like, I can't stop thinking about how much tomorrow is going to suck. It's going to be rough, but you know what? You'll be okay. Or, or I'll and die. Like, Either way, I'll or, be done with it. Or you'll die, but I'm I'm betting on you not dying. That's where I mean, my money's at. <laughs> that's, only a safe, that's a pretty safe bet to take, considering how good I've been at that my whole life so far. Y- yeah, yeah. You have a pretty good history of being alive. Yeah, I mean, I've been so, doing it for 22 years. Yeah, so I think odds are in both of our favors, unless you're betting for you to yeah, die. For, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, because, like, I can't really reap the benefits of that bet. I don't really have any, like, people in my will right. to, to do that for. Yeah. And I don't really have any money to will either way. <laughs> but I couldn't really bet much. I could bet, like, 20 bucks on you, me dying tomorrow. <laughs> you have to, you have to, um, um, you have to claim a podcast heir. Oh, a podcast heir who who takes over for me in the case of my death? Uh-huh. This isn't death blart, but, <laughs> I mean... It's always good to have a backup plan. Yeah, I'm just, like, defa- I'm just going to go ahead and nominate... Oh, shit. That, that would be really funny if I could come up with a name. Uh, I am nominating... <laughs> I, I nominate Dan Savage. Dan Savage? Okay, I guess, yeah. I, could, I, guess I could do a podcast with Dan Savage. Um, could you really... I think I could probably manage it. It might be, like, weird, but... I, f- I feel like I would just, like, want to reach to the internet and strangle him for, like, his bad views on trans people, but... Um, whenever whenever I hear people, like, talk about, like, the Savage Love Cash in a positive light, I'm like, please do not, and yeah. thank you. Like, that time he was on My Brother, My Brother, me, I was just like, please, none of this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's rough out there. It's oh. savage out there. Eh. Shut, shut the fuck up and eh. never talk to me again. Eh. My podcast air is... Um, also Dan Savage. Also Dan Savage. Uh, so if we both die, he has to play both of us? There's two... Little known fact, there's two Dan Savages. He cloned himself. Oh yeah, Dan Savage and his brother Ban Babbage. No, no, no. He cloned himself. There's literally two Dan Savages. Oh, okay. I was going to make a funny... like You could have rolled with me. I, I was going to make a funny like, Babbage's joke, but sure. I mean, go on. Sure. I mean... Just just head me off at the pass while you're at it. <laughs> We're making comedy fine, happen. It's fine. We're... Can we at least say that his clone's name is Dan Babbage so that I can make my Babbage's joke? It can be whatever you want it to be, Luna. Dan Savage cloned himself and his name is Dan Babbage. Did you know that? <laughs> I do now. You know what? You learn something new every day. He started a video game retailer that he eventually sold to GameStop in like the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, I never... I wonder if it was like a region-specific thing because I've never heard of Babbage's before. We've had this exact discussion on the podcast. I really don't think our listeners want to hear it again. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't remember that at all, but that is too funny. Oh, no, we have we at least once, probably more. <laughs> oh, also, we got some pretty good reviews for our Animorphs chat last week, because Ava, my friend Ava uh, messaged me, and she said, um, you fucked up because nothing you say about this movie will be as remotely as interesting as what you had to say about Animorphs. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the, the curse we have to bear, you know? Yeah. 
we we do a horror movie podcast when we, re- we really should be doing an animorphs podcast but um you know what this is just our burden in life is we live in a dystopian world where every everyone is granted a podcast topic they need to talk about for an hour every week um uh-huh. we're given yeah. horror movies and i mean it could have gone worse but you know we were destined for animorphs we were destined for animals. We should talk about the movie we watched this week. We should eventually. <laughs> um, this week, uh, Luna recommended that we watch uh, Last Shift. Yeah, you can um, tell. You tell how highly I had it recommended because last week, my my when I said what we're going to watch next week, I was like, next week we're going to watch uh, for like ten seconds, and then I came up with Last Shift, and I meant to edit it out, but I didn't because there was no like organic cut point. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Sometimes that's just how it is. Um, yeah, but this movie is about night shifts at a cop station. Yeah. Um, I have a fondness towards people who, who work night shifts, so I had like, hey, that's kind of me moment, you yeah. know? So um, it was, in a very general way, um, uh, 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 a movie with good costuming, but was the most predictable thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just uh, I'm looking. Th- I was looking for reviews, uh, or you know, for our segment, uh-huh. and uh, I came against I came across this guy whose picture is an anime girl from one of the Monogatari's. Sure, his name is Dark One, uh, uh-huh. and the, it's D four R K, and then the number one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and one of his most recent movie reviewed movies is called Lambok, which is German, and it's got two guys leaning, like, copying a Mr. Peanut stance uh, up against a joint, and he gave it a four, four and a half star review. Nice. <laughs> no favorites from, from Dark One, but... <laughs> that is the, that is the perfect letterbox account. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Monogatari anime girl really just is a... It's just like it's not like the one you think of either. Like it's not like the pony. It's not like the pigtails girl with the giant uh, backpack. It's not uh-huh. Hey, you remember the toothbrush scene from that? Um, I know of it. I never watched it. <laughs> I watched it once, and it was a mistake. Yeah, I think I've seen gifts from it, and those were also mistakes. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's pretty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Movie. We have, we have, Luna, we have to. Uh, we can keep meandering. <laughs> Luna. <laughs> so last shift, 2014. Mm-hmm. Fucking some cop is haunted in an old police station. The end. Basically. No. Okay. So it's her, it's her first <laughs> night at this job. Her first night yeah, on the for, force. First, first shift. First and night it's her on, last shift. Yeah. First night on the, on the, on the, on the force. She's doing a night shift um, at this um, police station that's. Um, all but been shut down. Um, she's there, I think, because um, there's... Because there's, like, a bunch of stuff that their hazmat guys need to clean up. Yeah. And, and then she... they leave. Yeah, and she can't be, like... And it can't just be, like... They can't just, like... they have... Someone has to let them in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's... Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they didn't just, like, I don't know, have someone on call who would pop over... To let the yeah. place, but it's you need a conceit for the story, I guess. Um, so 
things start happening as things are want to do. Um, she there's a, some there's some like weird photo. There's like some weird flashing imagery of like people with like plastic bags over their head with like weird carvings on them. Oh no, I sorry. Think, the first thing the first thing that happens is she's like chilling at the desk reading a book on like law or something. Uh huh. And uh, like, and then she was like nodding off, and I was really worried because I thought it was going to be like at the end of the movie, it was like she was dreaming the whole thing. I mean, it might as well have been that. It, like, basically, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Um, no, the end of this movie made me so fucking mad. Um, no, the first thing that happens to her is the fluorescent light starts flickering a lot, and she's just like, "Huh, that's weird." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess it's weird. It's an old station." She stares at it for like. I don't know, like a solid like fifteen seconds, which is way longer than you should hold on a scene like that, you know. Yeah. And then the phone rings. Um, yeah, and then she gets a call from a girl whose name is uh, Monica. Monica, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Monica, and she's like, "They're they're all dead, and they're gonna kill me now, and I'm scared. They're coming back now." And then she's like, she calls the main station. She's like, "Hey, I thought all the nine one ones were redirected to you guys," and the guy's like, "Uh, they were." Don't know what's up with that. Try and get some more information. Bye. Click. Yeah, basically. Basically. I mean, what else are you supposed to do in that situation? Like, yeah. You can't star 69. Yeah, exactly. Wait, why couldn't she star 69? I just don't know. I I think that it was talking about how she didn't have the ability to track calls from that. And plus the line was disconnected, you know, so that could have had all sorts of, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, then the file cabinets behind her start freaking out. I yeah. think they start moving all over the place. I thought that was going to have a bigger thing, like a file would fly out of it that she was supposed to look at. No, but it was like a cool shot because like the, all the lockers like were open. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's later because she, like, she starts hearing these like clattering noises and she goes to investigate them. And, like, um, yeah, I mean, she... she, she Pokes around in lockers and finds photographs and stuff. And when she's, like, turning around out of it, like, yeah, all of them are open. And, mm-hmm. um... Oh, wait, we skipped over some... We skipped over some stuff. Yeah. I mean... We skipped over... We skipped over Mr. Mr. Hobo Piss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so she does... She... Basically, this this whole movie is, like, I hear some clattering. I'm gonna go investigate it. Oh, here's this thing that I don't want to, like, interact with. Um... Yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm scared. And then it's like, oh, it, I was just imagining it. Yeah, um, so, so this, this old man, like, this old, like, homeless man is in her police station, and he ends up, like, pissing on the floor, and she's like, you have to go, so, (laughs) she forces him out the door and then mops that up. The reason why we mention it is because he comes back later. Um, Yeah, he comes back a few times, because one time he's just pissing on the floor, and then she, like, chases him um, out of the building. And then the next time yeah, he's like then, in the in he's like in the the like the evidence locker, and yeah, like yeah, she like beats him up with a nightstick. Yeah, I felt like he was supposed to be someone other than just like some guy. He doesn't really have any sorry sort of thought implica- implications. I don't think. I think that he was meant to be like the the evil guy. I I don't think so because he like ends up dead, like because he's because he eventually 
is put in the holding cell because it's essentially what he was doing is breaking and entering, which is yeah against the law, admittedly. Um, so he puts her he no she puts him in the holding cell. She gets trapped in the holding cell with him. Um, yeah, and this is this is a good scene. This is a really this cool is actually scene. a kind of a neat scene because like because like the it's like someone picks up the flashlight and she assumes it's the homeless dude. And she's just like, give me my flashlight back. I have a gun. And then the person mm-hmm. shines the light on the homeless dude in the corner. And then, mm-hmm. like, they're passing the flashlight back and forth. And it's like, who are these people? She's uh-huh. pretty chill for this, to be honest. She's very calm. Yeah, I mean, she was sweating a lot. But I guess yeah. she's trying to keep her cool. Because what else can you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, she like, could. The door was essentially locked, so she didn't really have a lot of ability to get out of the room until mm-hmm. these ghostly things let her out. I'm just thinking about the the end reveal. It's so whatever. Um, yeah, got the end reveal. Um. So. So yeah, we had that good scene, and then there's like the the imagery, like the woman with the bag over her head again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. The and the, then that. That the, that app or, that vanishes, yeah, and it's like poof. The 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 effects in this movie are pretty good. The costume, yeah, no, in this, this movie is pretty good. The there's a lot that's movie. good about this movie that I actually really like, but like there's just something about it that I'm just like. It's I think it's there's 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 a lot of aesthetic things that are really good about it. The story is just completely predictable, though I find. Like, that's basically my major grievance with it, because I was like, "Uh uh-huh, this is a story point you're hitting, Uh uh-huh, this is a story point you're hitting. Yeah, kind of like an issue that we had with uh, Horseman, except for this wasn't a bag of garbage. Yeah, it was, yeah. Not completely. It was, you know what, I didn't hate watching it. I was, like, kind of enjoying myself for most of it. Yeah, no, like, this this isn't like a, this isn't like, this isn't like a, High. This is like a a highbrow. Mm, yes, horror movies. <laughs> Pressure your glasses. Mm, yes, I love Alien and the Thing, and mm-hmm. the Babadook, and it follows. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing up my glasses because those are all movies that I love. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like it's still like a like it's kind of it's a little bit above a popcorn muncher, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say this is like the kind of like. In the middle of the road, like not the high brow, but like yeah, the middle of the road kind of option, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say I'd say a little bit above middle of the road. I, I think I thought it was pretty good. I guess yeah. I mean, I thought it was I think kind I, of, I just feel like I feel like B minus uh, uh, goes above middle of the road. Sure. Yeah, I guess it would, depends where you put your average at, which I guess would be C. Um, uh, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, but, so she, 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 um, does some other random stuff, things happen, ran, I don't know, it's like a whole bunch of junk. There's this woman outside smoking a cigarette, and she basically acts as a sort of exposition machine. Um, I think she's definitely like a, like a prostitute coded woman, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, what is the, what is the main character's name? Uh, uh, Lauren. Officer Lauren. Yeah. L-O-R-E-N. Yeah, um, spelled like Lauren Ipsum. Yeah. Um, so, so, they're talking, and she's like, yeah, I was here that night when they brought in this, like, murder family, 
And, oh yeah, her name's Marigold, right? Did you say that? Yeah, her name is Marigold. Um, so she just and because she's like, call me Marigold, won't you, dear? And then Lauren is like, I will not. And the woman's like, my mother came up with that name herself. <laughs> I cannot believe you would do this offense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet, Scarlet, what's his face from Gone with the Wind? <laughs> As God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. I'm going to smoke this cigarette and put the butt out on my foot. Yeah. Heel. Yeah. That's that's my impression of Scarlet What's It from Gone with the Wind. How was they, it? It's pretty good. I've never watched Gone with the Wind, so. Me neither. I've heard A it's good, though. Plus. I mean, it won an Oscar, didn't it? Uh, 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 accusedly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it won an Oscar or whatever. Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard that, that that's a good thing. Let's just Google it. Gone with the Wind. Blue in the search is the internet. I think it won first best picture. Did it really? I think so. I think that's a true fact. Scarlet. What the fuck her name? I don't know. Her la- I didn't she had a last movie. name in the movie. I didn't watch it. It's no. This Scar- was like at the. This was like at the twelfth uh, uh, Academy Awards. Oh. Why does? The- Why what won the first? Um, so anyway, this woman acts as like... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up while you're talking. Yes, she, um, she tells him about... I'm curious now. She literally cites the Masons, and I'm like, if you're gonna create a murder family, obviously based off the Masons, don't talk about the Masons, just pretend this is an original thing that's happening in your universe, you know? I mean, it's Mason-inspired, but, like, you're like... It's, it's so on so on the nose. It's like, yeah, I know what try, imagery you're trying to evoke. Can you just evoke it and not tell me you're trying to evoke it? But anyway, so apparently our the, the first win, the, the first winner of uh, best picture at the Henry Awards is going to be called Wings. Just so you know. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, trivia. <laughs> um, but she's basically so apparently the night this family was taken in. Was the night that our protagonist's dad died? And like, yeah, because he yeah because he was he died uh, on the force because he was mm-hmm. like trying to take down these baddies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the, the 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 public reports were that um, the the family was the, killed at the scene. Um, but it turns out. But it turns out they were actually taken into the police station um, just to show off that they could, I guess, like the the officers to, officers to show off. Um, and then they ended up uh, hanging themselves there, and yeah. like did a whole bunch of like stuff on the walls. Um, also, and apparently that's the whole thing. And I don't. <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, we hear this story in a bunch from a bunch of different people, so I don't know why we had to have one mo- woman tell us all of it, but yeah, the the inclusion of Marigold was kind of weird. Yeah, there's because later there is another kind of exposition character um, who is um, the the cop on the phone. Huh? That's not the same officer. That's just the cop on the phone who explains it. Kind of. Well, there there is Officer Price. Yeah, but also the cop because we get it from Officer Price and we get it from the cop on the phone when he calls her when she calls in the station the third time. Uh huh. And it's like I would have rather like this whole thing been unpacked. Instead of just told, I don't know. It's 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 
it's not the most artful writing in the world. It's not bad. I just, it, I know it could be better, you know? Yeah. Um, we were all rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Um, so that happens. Man, I haven't um, watched that in a grip. That's a really good video, huh? <laughs> just like ANTM in general, you know? Well, yeah, but like that video in particular is just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that uh, video in particular is just like high fucking art. Yeah, no, for real. Um, and I don't remember what order things happen in, but, like, because it's just a uh, bunch from of... From there, I'm pretty sure she gets another call from Monica. Oh, yeah, she gets, she Monica. gets like, four calls from Monica. Four calls, yep. Four calls from Monica. Um, and she... And, as... she's, and, Mo- and Monica's like, Phoebe, we gotta go to Central Perk and meet up with Joey. Uh-huh. Is that a Friends joke? Yeah, it's a Friends it's a friend. Cool. Um, yeah, Phoebe is there, and Chandler, and Ra- Ra- is Rachel one of them? Yeah, Rachel. Rachel. I never watched Friends. Yeah. Um, Can you, you? You've you've gotten five out of the six. Name the sixth friend. Is it Ross? Yes. Ross. Cool. Ross. Yes. Good job. I'm good at. Yeah. Cool. Um, so she gets a call from Monica. She basically, as these calls keep happening, she gets more and more information from Monica about the situation. Because yeah. um, her name is Monica Young. She's seventeen years old. She's in a ranch, and she hears pigs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think. I think the second call is when second or third. I'm pretty sure it's the second. Um, when uh, 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 the officers like, hey, do you know this name? Like. Um, like uh, John Michael Payton or something like that. Uh, I don't actually. And the, John, I don't actually, yeah, I think that's it. John Michael Payton. Yeah, John yeah. Michael Payman. Payman. Um, Paymon. Paymon, which is my favorite Digimon. <laughs> it's just made uh, entirely out of dollar bills. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and fear of God. Um, <laughs> what? It's. That's, that's supposed to be like connecting it to this movie, kind of. I don't know. Um, How? What? I don't know. They're kind of what? religious like, fanatics. So- They're like cultists, you know. Are you are you saying that di- the Digi Destiny cultists or that these people are cultists? Uh, I don't know. Look, don't because I I said this Digimon is made out of money, and you said also the fear of God. Yeah, yeah. No, those are words that came out of my mouth. So, um, are you saying this Digimon is, cre- is held together by, like, the fear of God? Just, that's what it is? Man, who isn't? You know? Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Uh, we need to uh, pause the podcast. I need to just, like, sit on a roof for a little bit and think about that uh-huh. one. We're just going to, like, think about it for a while. Well, no, yeah, we'll just let the audio... Going... We'll just let it run and everyone else everyone like collectively just like go sit on your porch for a bit if you have a porch yeah um and just like think about it yeah, yeah. oh man mm-hmm. it's deep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay does god stay in his kingdom out of fear for what he created <laughs> not not not, not to quote not not to quote Spy Kids too. Just not, not to quote Mr. Steve Buscemi. 
Um, yeah, that was Stevie too. B, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. It was the one and only Stevie B. All um, Stevie B. <laughs> the um, old classic. So she 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 passes by um, a, a door at some point uh, where the there's just a bunch of chairs, and then she hears a noise, and then she takes a double take. And it's like and then it, she looks back and there's like a fucking tower of chairs. And she's like, like poltergeist style, totally. Yeah, and she's like, okay, you guys are messing with me. And I'm like, that's the point at which you think they're messing with you when a phys- like a physically impossible task is performed before your eyes. You're like, okay, you're messing with me. I there's think, no. I think she assumed that she just missaw the first time and didn't really like take in the information. And it was more the the change was more for the audience, I guess. Because I mean, we know, like it did just show more. the plain old chairs, and then it didn't. Then it, she looked away, and then it didn't show the plain chairs. Well, I know, but I think I think what's implied is that she didn't really take in what the chairs looked like the first time because it was like so quick. She looked into that room and then looked away. I um, guess so. I I didn't. I I don't. I feel like you might be giving a little bit too much credit there, but I I'll I'll, I'll lean into it. I'm just trying to make sense of this movie, Luna. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> She's seeing things like we. It's revealed at the end of the movie. Yeah, um, so that happens, and then she's like, then she hears like a buzzing, someone trying to get into the the the, the office, and she's like, oh, it's them, the people who are obviously fucking with me, and like doing these things that should be impossible, to be honest, you know. Um, but whatever, um, it's like two a.m., so I'll give her some credit. Um, yeah. she, she, she lets in this officer who has no idea what, um, she's talking about, uh, officer Ryan Price, I think his name is. Um, and yeah. she's, and, she's, and he's, he's like, like, yeah, your dad was a hero. He, uh, I was with him when we fought the, the, the Paymons, the Paymons, the, the yeah. Digimon on their farm a year mm-hmm. ago tonight, mm-hmm. but he was a real hero. Well, I'm going to leave you to it. Cause I got shit to take care of. And then he turns around, there's like a gaping bullet hole in the back of his head. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Cause honestly, like I was expecting that to happen, but I'm glad the payoff was. I, I, I thought he was just, I thought he was just like a normal person who was going to die. No, I, 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 I knew he was like. A ghost when he said, um, "I came here specifically to tell you about this." I'm like, "Oh, she, oh, he's like a ghost or whatever." Um, I should have picked up on that. Um, I don't know. It's just like the tone of what she said it with. But anyway, um, I, I I still felt the payoff was satisfying, so I don't give it. You know, there's not necessarily anything bad with a movie being predictable. It's just if it's predictable and still satisfying, you know. And yeah. some, some moments there were some moments in this where it were like really predictable and also very satisfying. Yeah, yeah, not all of them, but you know, no, the ending of this, the ending of this movie really just kind of fucks the dog, like something yeah. fears. Yeah, um, God, because like she kept like talking about like how to quote, oh, I bet- to quote our good good friend Eddie Colazzo, it sucked a dog's dick clean off. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like she was like. She kept thinking, like, oh, I'm seeing things. Oh, I'm seeing things. And it would have been so much better if she wasn't instead of the the actual ending where she was. And I'm like, the, then you revealed your ending, that she was seeing things. It's not like a double Mobius reach around. You just did the easy way out. I can't. I can't. But we'll get there. But I can't. Um, I, I love how you're getting so angry about this movie. And your review of this is still, like, a B-. minus. I mean, because, honestly, I, like... 
I like the rest of it. It's, I mean, it's no, not a great yeah, movie, the ending but it's is just so much. Like without the ending being as bad as it was, like this would be a pretty easy like B plus. Yeah, like I mean, it it does it doesn't do everything perfect, but it does a lot of things right. It just it just it's I, there's that specific trope is so annoying to me because it is the laziest ending it's like oh we need to write an ending you know yeah like, like that's an ending that i would write and i don't because i don't write <laughs> it's like we it's like oh we need to we need to explain it no you don't you don't need to explain it because you're working with supernatural elements that don't need explaining there's plenty of extremely good horror movies that live in the unknown and don't need to explain the reason why things are happening like your ending doesn't need to be satisfying for it to this be didn't good. really get like a widespread theatrical release too either. So I don't know why this guy felt like he, why the director uh, De Blasi felt like he needed to do that. Why does that name sound familiar? What else did this guy direct? I have no idea. I think it's just because it's like oh hey Blair, he directed future um, he directed future feature on our podcast, most likely to die. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, no, you haven't. Neither have I. But it's the it's the movie with Perez Hilton. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, cool. That's fine. yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, he was the director of it. I wonder who wrote it and who else you know who has written other things. But you know, we don't need. Uh, him let's see. It was ri- it was written by De Blasi as well as well as by someone named Scott Poiley. I see. De Blasio. <laughs> I'm shaking my fist. De Blasio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where were we in the plot? Um, oh, so, so shotgun head dude just left. Um, and she's like, hey, what the fuck? Um, and I don't... And then there's a lot of, a lot of other things happen. She gets attacked by swivel chairs. Uh Uh-huh. Which was, like, a really funny scene to me. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like a lot of these things, I don't know, if the... They, there's just stuff happening, and there's not really a, a sense of, like, escal... I mean, there's a sense of escalation, but it's kind of a jumbled sense of escalation. Yeah, it's like... So, there, makes, it, just, it, it just really... There's like a, the, the one thing that kind of kept this movie from being, like... This movie could had some really scary stuff in it, but the one thing that really didn't, like, make it as scary for me is... I talked about this before, like, the pressure valve theory of horror movies, mm-hmm. where, like, the longer you go without something happening, the bigger the scare is because the pressure is just building and building and building yeah but it's and it, it was it, it was just like there were just so many loops it was just like see something happens scary thing happens oh i imagine it that was like every f- 10 minutes or so it was really yeah, hard to no, get tension to build and like it it, it it starts off at like a pretty solid clip like after her supervising officer leaves the office it's just like it's going yeah it's like it's like a bunch of cool short films mushed together you know yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I like the concept. Like, I like, oh, I'm getting phone calls from this woman um, who, who like, who can't call 911 because only the, the only thing that works on her phone is the redial option. Um, and I'm trying to piece together this mystery. All the while, like, this place is extremely fucking haunted, and I have to deal with that, too. I, I, I think, I don't know. I like, there's, there's good things. But also, there's so, bad things. Some things are good, but also some things are bad. <laughs> things can be good and bad at the same time because things are comprised of different elements. That's actually fucked up, if true. <laughs> um, it's yeah. So, um, let's see. 
So, um, it, there's some stuff. The plot points are like, there's a really cool scene where it's like footage of them being interviewed at the police station before they committed suicide. Mm-hmm. The cult, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, it, uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, it, it turns out that these guys like worship a king of hell who is like a better than Satan. Yeah, because I were, guess like, that makes sense because Satan is kind of the prince of darkness. Yeah, because um, they're like Satan is still doing God's bidding, punishing sinners. That sounds like God's work to yeah. me. And I was yeah. like, sure, um, checks out. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and so, and I think they think whatever is John Michael or something like that. Um, yep, John Michael Paymon, um, who John fears Cougar God Mellencamp. and also um, is made of money. Hmm. He fears God and is made of money, remember? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So John Cougar Mellencamp, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think he thinks he's the reincarnation of this God. Yeah. This king of hell. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then he has a bunch of followers. It's like Mason family bullshit. Basically one dude and a bunch of women all killing people. Because, yeah. Um, and then Lauren, and then... Also, Lauren calls her boss and is like, hey, this is fucked. I need to leave. And he's like, what are you, a fucking pussy? Yeah, basically. No, that's, I, that's almost literally what happens. And yeah, because he's like, are you dying? Is the <laughs> station on fire? No. D- am I going to see you tomorrow morning or are you going to turn in your badge? And um, she's like, you'll see me tomorrow morning. And yeah, that's basically the interaction. Um, yeah. So she's like, I'm going to tough it out. Um, there's there's one visual that really stuck out to me. And I, I think this was near the third act um, when there's there's a body being dragged by some invisible force. And then it kind of like it's it's got a bag over its head as well. And then yeah. it, and then it um, rises to its feet, like being pulled to its feet. And then it kind of like like very jiltedly walks over to her and it's that's like legitimately scary you know like thinking about seeing that yeah no that was that was honestly scary yeah for like it's one thing for it to like go past you but for it to notice you and like in this sort of like inhuman uncanny way move towards you like as if being manipulated by invisible people yeah i mean the editing kind of like cheapens it because it's like all this like jittery like you know, when things shake really fast and between cuts yeah. and other things. Um, so, but the concept itself, I I was, like, really impressed by that. Yeah, um, no, it was, it was a good thing. Um, she gets uh, trapped inside the holding cell again, except the dude is, like, being, like, hanged him. I, probably yeah, not he, hanged he himself. himself. I don't, I don't know if he hung himself so much as he was hanged by these, like, spirits that be. Um... Uh, because earlier he was like, hey, there's shit in here. You have to let me out. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh, not real. Bye. Um, so, and then, um, so that happens and she gets trapped in there again. We talked about this earlier. Uh, she calls the station about this stuff and he tells her all this information about how people, ghosts. There might've been some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, she go. Another really cool visual that I enjoyed was she goes into a room with a huge mirror. On, I don't. Oh know. yeah, I, that that was cool. I a think huge it was like mirror. a there training like, room or something like that. Yeah, basically, like a, like basically what you would imagine, like a, uh, like a room like a ballerina would be training in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, and could, like, there's, there's like six girls like sitting in a half circle lined up against the wall, and they're like singing a song that uh-huh. has been like kind of a, a leitmotif throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they keep singing the song in the reflection, but their faces turn, and they're all wearing fucked up masks of some sort, but the reflections mm-hmm. don't move. Yeah. And then she, like, freaks out and then turns around and turns back, and they're all gone. I mean, that happens a lot. Um, yeah. And, and then she gets there was. Oh, go there ahead. Was a, uh, there was a really funny moment for me uh, a couple of minutes later when she tries to leave the precinct. Oh, yeah, because uh, first she, she the door is locked. She tries mm-hmm. shooting the door, and, like, the, the bullets just seem to absorb. The bullets like, get absorbed, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, at least it doesn't look like fucking rubber being shot, but it is, yeah. And then she gets a phone call from her, like, ghost dad, and he's like, you can't. Yeah. If you, if Avenge you were, me. Uh, yeah, if like you basically, were a like real daughter. Yeah. So she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, whatever you say, ghost dad. Um, and then, like, there's, like, a fucking, like, John Wick-esque scene where she just, like, pops them in the fort. Like, so the cultists are, like, storming in. And they're, like, it's, like, basically, like, they might have been as well have been playing Get Busy Child. You know that song, right? Mm-mm. Get Busy Child. wow, 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 wow. You don't know that song? No, I don't. You don't know Busy Child by... Uh, no, I don't. By Crystal Method? Nope. I don't even know who that is. They did, the theme song f- they did the theme song for Bones. I I mean, I, I know Bones, but I don't know the song. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's basically what's happening, and it's like cool, and she's like, pow, shoot him in the head, pow, blast him in the head, pow, bang him right in the skull. Yeah, And yeah. then it's like, she's, then when she pops the last guy in the head when she's like, he's like halfway out the door of the back, um, then suddenly her superior officer shoots her in the back, uh-huh. and she's and like, she's what like... the fuck? What the fuck? And then it turns out all the cultists that she murdered were uh, uh, the the cleanup crew that had been sent to clean up the station. Yeah. Yeah, because it... <laughs> And it's, like, almost comically bad because, like, we have the scene I'm just where gonna, I'm just, Blair, I just want to let you know that I'm not going to, like, input much here. I'm just going to let you go because you feel like you have a lot to say about this. It's... Okay, so... Because, like, okay. I thought... I, hold on. I was trying to say... I thought, I thought the scene was bad, but I didn't think it was, like, as ag- aggravatingly bad as you apparently do. So, please. Have it's, the floor. It's just, a, it's just a trope that gets on my nerves because it is some of the... I don't know. It's just lazy. It's just lazy. But it's like, cause, cause at one point, like we 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 kind of like do a like roll back the tapes sort of moment, where like she's like holding a gun and it's Joe who she's been on the phone with, and he's like, man, hey man, it's just me, it's just Joe, don't shoot me, and then she's like, put down your weapon, and he's like, don't shoot me, it's just Joe, I'm just the cleanup dude, um, and then she shoots him, and it's like, I mean. But what is the implications for the rest of the fucking... Yeah, like... like... There is... That means none of the... None of the things you showed us mean anything. They're completely insignificant, other than the fact that she's shot, and she shot some dudes. Like, 
you just, I mean, like, you, you had all these things happen, and then you had no, like, like, substantial, like, repercussions for it, except the fact that she was, like, crazy, I guess, which... Not I even... mean, there is like a pro- there is like a potential school of thought to this where it's like, oh, they were haunting her, but they made her think that it was like a final battle between her and the cultists, and then they tricked her into like getting herself killed. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like ambiguous at the end because we also get the visuals of them again. Of one of the least favorite costuming jobs was the the main guy who had like yellow contacts and sharp teeth. He looked like fucking evil riffraff, um, <laughs> or evil or riffraff, I guess. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Riff Raff's slightly more evil twin. <laughs> My main goal is to blow um, up and then act like I don't know nobody. It's it's a bad look, but it's just. I mean, I guess it's like ambiguous, but I wish it. Would, you know, I wish it were just ghosts. Just ghosts. Just, just, just. Sometimes it can just be ghosts. Ghosts please, are okay. Please, if. And it's, I just, we. Hallucinations. Well, I mean, Blair, Blair, I don't want to like call you out on this, but like, you have some ire with the it was all in their head thing, but. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm sure this are, there's some false equivalence to this entirely, but you loved the way the last week's movie ended. Yeah. Where it was all it in was, his head. It was acknowledged from the beginning, you know? That was that it, the... That there was a possibility of it, him, of it being all in his head. Okay, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. I this think is, it was... This was unearned. I think it was... I think it was more than a possibility. I think we as the audio, audience were ex- expected to believe it was all in his head, you know? Like... Yeah. There was there was very little ambiguity about that kind of thing, and it was about the character, you know. It, but yeah. but yeah, no, exactly, it wasn't earned. And I think I definitely. I just wanted to cover that because do. in case we got people who are like, in case we got like two people commenting, because that's how many listeners we have. <laughs> I think you definitely can do hallucinations in horror movies where they are impactful, but I don't think I, I, you really need to work hard for it to be earned for to be the end of your movie instead of like. Like like scares in the middle of it, or like like yeah. creating a sort of unreliable narrator in a sort of way, you know? Yeah. I just I don't know. It just it, it in this particular context, it seemed like a cheap ending to me. Um, yeah. When I knew it could have done so much more. Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh. So is that the that's that's uh that's the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And despite right. my. By a rate nature, I actually am probably going to give this a decent score. So, so let's move into ratings. <laughs> ratings. <laughs> so, on a scale of zero to five, um, I'm trying to think of stuff from this movie. My brain is just telling me to do Blobby Wars again. We <laughs> <laughs> can't. Um, poor man. Poor man's child. No. 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 Um, 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 Riff Raff's slightly more evil brother. Is that too much of a mouthful? That's, that's a bit too much. Uh, I was going to say, like, <sighs> cups of homeless piss, but that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, on a scale, on a scale of zero to five scary plastic bag masks. Okay. On a scale of zero to five bullet absorbing glass doors. 
Um, Man, this is a tough on one. A scale of zero to f- scale of zero to five ghost ads. Sorry, can you repeat that? You glitched out entirely. Oh, I said on a scale of zero to five ghost ads. Sure, on a scale of zero to five ghost ads, I'm going to give this one to Bill Cosby. Cool. <laughs> and how does that? Sorry, rank ghost ad was mentioned. I could. How does that rank numerically? Uh, I'm not sure, but every time I hear the word ghost ad, I just think of like that. Have you seen that like gift set of um from like the 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 special effects in Ghost Dad? And there was like the director's commentary from someone who had worked in the special effects department for that film, and they like they said, "Yeah, we got the chroma key footage, and we're just looking at like what the fuck do we do with this?" <laughs> but no, on a scale of zero to five ghost dads, I'm gonna give this one like a maybe a three and a half. Three mm-hmm. ending kind of mm-hmm. sours it. Three. Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, I'm I mean, probably like gonna... it's it's a, it's really tropey, but like it executes a lot of tropes reasonably well. It, it executes a few very poorly, but it executes a, a good number than like pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I start out at like two point five for my ratings. Um, I would give this a three for the visuals, but probably knock it back down to a two point five for the ending. Yeah. So I think that's, that's where I'm at. I think that's it is like I said, it's like a complete wash for me. Like I like this movie. Yeah. But it's a movie. If yeah. That makes sense. No, this is like <laughs> you you could do you could do better than watching this. You could do better you could spend an hour and a half doing worse things than watch this movie, but you'd also spend this an hour and a half doing better things than watching this movie. Yeah. It is honestly I mean, it'd be fun with a group of people. I totally believe that. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Like I had a lot of I watched this with my girlfriend today and we actually had some fun watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, before we go on to re- uh, questions, we've got mm-hmm. some reviews from Letterboxd by Luna. Oh, yes. Well, the reviews aren't by Luna. They're by other people, but I curate them. Uh-huh. And laugh. Uh-huh. I'm trying to steal some bits from the Flophouse now. <laughs> uh, okay, that one's not funny. This one by Dark One uh, mm-hmm. did make it into the final cut. Half star. Uh... Uh, right facing arrow underscore right facing arrow. Uh huh. That's it. <laughs> it's a pretty good. I, I'm pretty sure this guy's German, so like I, I appreciate the, the succinctness of this review. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, uh huh. We so long as we don't have to test your German vocabulary. Oh, do you want me to? <laughs> I don't know a lick of German. All right, let's just, let's go ahead and find a review that, that this guy wrote. Hold on. Let's see. Dark one on Letterboxd. Okay. How do you pronounce the big B in German? I think it's an S sound, but I'm not sure. Like okay. I said, I, stu- I studied Spanish, not German, in high school. Okay. Here we go. All right. This is a review of The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Ach du Scheiß, war Part 1 auch schon so unspokular und unfassbar kitschig und fangen Feuer. Hatte man nicht nach Film one sagen können, hey, Arschlöcher, there won't mehr? Nun kennt ihr die Geister und Stimmen. Get halt in ein verficktes Buch lesen, Iron Nerds. Yeah? How'd you like that? I'm gonna run that through Google Translate real quick. I'm just kind of curious if there's anything like salvageable out of that review. Google.com slash translate. I wonder if there's anything salvageable about 
that fucking pronunciation. What if I like? What if that entire thing was just like like German racial slurs? I mean, you you never know, you know. I I wonder what Ashlocher means because they used that and it's not translating. <laughs> It must be like some sort of This this is a really good review actually. Oh you shit. Part one was already so unspectacular and incomprehensible than an untranslated word kitschig, which I'm assuming is like bullshit. Uh-huh. And catching fire. If you could not say after movie one, hey, Ashlocher, which is like I'm gonna guess ass something. Uh-huh. You want more? Now now you know the faces and voices. Just go read a fucking book, you nerds. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made a new friend today. Yeah, can we reach out the dark to the the dark or dark one have him on our next podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this last this last review comes from Aaron Schott underscore. Mm-hmm. Uh, says scared me real good. Everything about everything else about it sucked though. <laughs> I guess so. Go read a fucking book, nerds. <laughs> Can we add that to our sign-off? It can't. <laughs> I've poured so much love and labor into you. Can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Okay, okay, we don't have to. <laughs> um, uh, questions. Yep, we got one uh, from Tumblr user Mondistrosity. Didn't know the FNAF movie came out already a couple months after the first game. I guess that's why they had no time to put the animatronics in. I mean, I've not seen it, but the premise seems kind of similar. You think they just tried to jump on a bandwagon when FNAF blew up around the time, or just a coincidence? Um, um I don't know anything about this movie, so... Well, no, I think, I, think the, I think the intent is that this movie... I think the, the intent is that this is a burn on this movie. Uh-huh. Calling it the Friday Night at Freddy's movie, because it... Oh, this movie specifically. It's not far off from that, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I mean, it's like... It's like Five Nights at Freddy's with... Um, your dad is dead, and um, you have to deal with that, you know? Confront your dad's death in Five Nights at Freddy's 2. Police cop. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I went to Tumblr user Monstrosity's uh, Tumblr page, because I, I hovered over their name, and it said their blog title was, It's Time for Pizza Baby. Uh, uh-huh. Like, and it's like, pizza and baby are capitalized, so I think it's like it was like a proper noun. And it's fitting, because if you look on their blog page, which I'm going to link you right now, uh-huh. their background is a picture of a baby uh, with a very angry grin, uh, on top of a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for pizza, baby. <laughs> it's time for pizza, baby. Time for pizza, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so uh, pizza baby's over. Uh-huh. Uh, I got nothing to say about this, but if you got any questions for us, fearbaiting.tumblr.com, fearbaiting at gmail.com, or at fearbaiting on Twitter, please ask us questions for this next week, because we are having my mm-hmm. professor on, or my former professor on, <laughs> And he is very smart, and I'm a little bit nervous, I'm being honest, because he's, like, way smarter than I am, and he's not going to get our dumb, stupid jokes, so... But if you have any questions you want to be answered by, like, an actual professional, like, this guy mm-hmm. kind of taught me everything that I know about horror movies. So, <laughs> Blair, you might want to save up a question or two for him. He loves the Blair Witch Project, so you can talk to him about that for a little bit. Ooh. You you yawn in there? 
I, I made a, I was like, woo. Oh, I thought you, it sounded like a yawn. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is, would be really appreciated. That's next Sunday. So I went to, that's mm-hmm. when we're recording. So go ahead mm-hmm. and send some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, before we get on to recommendations, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And if you want to make a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to our show, we really appreciate it. Cause you know, like, like every podcast ever, we don't ever, adver- we don't pay to advertise anywhere. We don't fucking advertise. Yeah. We don't have any advertisements anywhere. Our only way to get around is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell your friends about how good our podcast is. Cause it's great. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> Uh, so on to recommendations. Mine's kind of lackluster this week because I haven't done anything. Like I just, all I did was don't play worry, mine can carry the weight week. of yours. <laughs> but I, I have a recommendation. It's this anime I just started watching today called Chihaya Furu, which is about um, this kind of like combination of a crossword puzzle and like a matching memory game. Uh huh. And it's like presented entirely as a sports anime, and that sounds like the most boring shit in the world. But it's, like, really uh-huh. fucking good and sweet and, like, really uh-huh. good. And I'm looking forward to watching more of it. And, uh-huh. I mean, I'm only two episodes in, so I can't say, like, too much about how good it is. But, like, it's really cute. The I really like the intro, which is all... I mean, I've, I mean, it doesn't really say much about the plot or the characters or anything. But, like, I, I, I like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. So, Chihaya Furu. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I, I had a life-changing experience the other night. Um, was it? when, when, when Roswell and I decided to watch a movie together, we, Oh, is this, is this, yes, <laughs> is this, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we, I think he probably Googled something like the craziest movies ever. Um, and he came up with something called Vampire's Kiss, which is a movie uh-huh. that's, that stars, um, Nicolas Cage. Um, and it's probably his best performance ever because it, it takes his, like, absolutely crazy, like, off-the-wall, like, acting style, you know, that is just so over-the-top and uses it to its best ability. Um, it's it's called, like, a dark comedy, but I would almost classify it as, like, a sort of, like, self-aware art film. Um, I don't want to give anything away about it other than it's, it is kind of about vampires. Um, as a content warning, it does have, like, rape and suicide themes in it. So if you're sensitive to those things, I probably wouldn't watch it. But otherwise, it is just the most absurd. It's, like, just, like, absurdist, like, film. You know? It's yeah. incredible. It is absolutely incredible. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. I'll have to check week. it out. It is so crazy. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> this has been fear-baiting. I can be found mm-hmm, on Twitter mm-hmm. at Chie Shadonaka or chiesatanakas.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me uh, at bramblepelt.tumblr.com or on Twitter at Blair Kitch. And this has been Fear Bidding, everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Luna. I'm Blair. I almost said I'm Blair. I almost said I'm Blair. I need, I need some fucking sleep. <laughs> and remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Go read a fucking book, you nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Good night.